Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Hello. Nathan. Hello. It's still hot. We're still filming from last (laughs) week. We have a little air on. We turned the air on so I can feel it. Oh, I do feel feel it. It got a little steamy in here. You know that? It did. The whole talk about the vaccine. Yeah, the vaccine talk. That's what it was. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, that was last week's podcast. That was last week's podcast. So you can go back back and watch that. I'll say this it's that time of year, though, that the inside heat is worse than the outside heat. Like yes. being inside right now, mm-hmm. if if the air conditioner's not on, it's worse it than It feels I, stuffy, but yeah. outside it feels nice. Yeah, you got a little breeze and it's not mm-hmm. as quite as humid. Come July though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it is Georgia. Yes. Yeah. Humidity's that, gonna come. And... So all right. Moving on from the small talk today. <laughs> um as you guys who are uh, who follow us, you know, uh, we've been in a series for several weeks now, uh, talking about the topic of marriage, and uh, specifically, we titled it "How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage." And so, you know, one of the things, and I said this, I think, mm-hmm. I, live Sunday. I don't think I said it, or whenever that was a few weeks ago. I don't think I said it on the recording. But one of the reasons that prompted this series yep. was we did some, we bought some demographic, sociographic information on our county, and found out that our county is above the national average in marriages that are in distress. Mm. Yep, and it's the way they do that information, which I thought was interesting, is they're not asking questions of people; they're looking at big data searches. Yep, and what they what you can find from big data searches is people things that people won't tell you when you ask them a question. They are searching for it. Yeah, uh, they are searching. You for mean their internet searches? Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're learning off the big data. You know all the stuff that we know. Mm-hmm. You know, people are are searching for mm-hmm. my marriage. How do I, where do I find marriage out? Is there a marriage counselor in our area? Where is there a divorce lawyer in our area? Or they're clicking on articles about stuff. Yeah, exactly all right. Kind of stuff, all that information. So all of those kinds of things. Our, our, our area is above the national average in those kind of distressing kind of things. So that's why we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So I thought we would just spend a little time. We'll take a break from listener questions for a while, which, by the way, if you want to ask a question, you want us to answer it, always click that link in the description. If you got a question about marriage. You can, yeah, you we'll can answer that. a question about marriage. If there's a specific thing you'd like us to talk about that maybe we didn't get to in the series. and that Like what our favorite marriage song is. What's our favorite wedding song? Is there song? a marriage song? I mean, like wedding song. What's oh, I thought, wedding song? I thought I couldn't think mm. of a marriage song. Oh, there's got to be marriage I have to songs. think on that one a bit. What qualifies I, as a wedding song? I don't, I I'm going to say wedding. right now I don't have one. Me either. Yeah, I don't either. No. I couldn't tell you what got sung at my, at my wedding. I do know, and I, I'm not going to say who, but there was a person at my wedding who sang at my wedding that was so emotionally moved before the wedding, they could not sing. They cried through the song Aww. they were singing. Nope. Mm. Nope. Uh, no so way. this was before videotape days. We you have an that. audio tape of it, and it's... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we, a memory. We had all, <laughs> all Beatles music at our wedding yes. ceremony, um, and I'm trying to think what the song... We had a song sung during our Unity Candle that was a Beatles song, but I don't remember what it was. I know that the... Whatever it's called. Is it, it the, is it the pros- procession that happens after... No, that's recess. Happens before. Re- that's pro. Okay, so pre- re- so the, during yeah. the recess. Pro is we're going recess. in. Right. During that, we had uh, All My Lovin' by the Beatles. That okay. was what we that's exited on. 
but I can't. I want to say it was in my life. Jennifer, I know, walked into. No, she walked in. She walked into that was a that was a whole deal. She walked into the normal bridal march. She, she wanted to come in to here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. That was well, that's a, perfect. Yeah, that would have been a great one. So that's, that's awesome. So I had another wedding. I think you all talking about popular songs yeah. in a way. This is this is. We could have some fun with that. Weddings that you did. I haven't done, I don't do weddings anymore, but when I used to do weddings, I had a wedding once where uh, the groom walked in to, let's get ready to rumble. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I remember that. That's you told me about that. He I wasn't walked there. in uh, to that, and then the groom, the, uh, the groom came in, the, <laughs> the bride. The bride came into Here Comes the Sun along with the dog. Who left where they were? So the dog. So we're standing like me. I'm standing here. Behind me is the reception. It's already set up. It's mm. back here. The dog did not stop where we were. They went and began to eat on there the you reception. Go. <laughs> I've been involved in many a, a, a wedding as either a uh, someone who helped because I used to go help you when you would do weddings, and I would be I would either do tech stuff or something like that. But then I've also been paid to sing at a bunch of weddings. And uh, anytime there's a dog involved, it ain't good. Oh, no. Something, something going to happen. Or, or very small children. They're kind of close. Oh, I'll yeah. say, and I'll <laughs> say it's, it's the amount of children you have. Yeah. One can probably get, but, you know, just recently, all four of my daughters were, 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 in, a, were in a wedding. And uh, it, was, it actually went okay. A but chaos, it could have been It could have been, mm-hmm. been You're bad. always on the edge of something going wrong. And I warned. But that's what makes it interesting. I warned the bride. She's also in my family. And I said, this ain't, this ain't going to go good. But it did. So I guess I was wrong. I it all so went fine. So here's fun. another wedding dog story. I don't know if this is interesting to anybody. But I did a whole we'll thing where they, the dog was the best man. I've done two oh, weddings where the dog... Which you know that sort of I, not a man. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's offensive to the dog or to the man. I don't know. But anyway, on who you ask? It was a a small animal, a really small animal, mm. and they built a stand for the animal to come up and be at level <laughs> with me. Oh! So the whole time I'm talking here, the dog is like here. Did he stay there the whole oh, time? Oh yeah, he was very well that's trained. A good. good trained dog. He, there. he was right, and I mean he was right here, like. <laughs> you know, like that the whole time, and had the intense. had the ring tied around his neck on a collar. Oh my goodness! Oh, and so wow. it was my job to reach over. Oh <laughs> man! The thing, which they just don't know. How, those are not these hands are not made for delicate things. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we could probably do a whole podcast on crazy wedding, wedding stories. Stuff. So. No kidding. But, oh, I got mother of the bride stories too, oh, but I'm gonna let them go. Those, got, are, those got, are the best. I got some real mother of the bride stories. We'll, we'll stop it right there. <laughs> no, we don't need that. So, okay, so uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about probably not stuff we get to talk about in this in the in the series, but maybe just some personal stuff that we've learned over the years through marriage and that what kind of stuff. What do you dislike the most about your spouse? No, <laughs> no, we're not gonna talk what, about that. Are we recording. Hold on, I wrote a list beforehand. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's what we're gonna start. Tell a little bit about how you met your wife and uh, right. the whole thing. How long you've been married? That whole deal. I'm gonna let y'all go first on this because I've been married the longest. Oh, so okay. Well, then change, if we're gonna go in that order, how long it no, took you to I, meet your spouse? I, well, I have the most to try to remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if we're okay, gonna go I in that order, well, then, then that, for that reason, I've been married the the the, the shortest <laughs> amount of time. So. Uh, I met my wife in middle school, um, 
and we met through a mutual friend back when uh, instant messaging chat rooms were a thing. So, um, I mean, I guess they still are a thing, but I don't think they're quite as popular as they were when I was a teenager. They they were kind of your um, your replace. They got replaced by MySpace and then Facebook and such. That was how you you know you kept track with your friends. So I would get a bunch of my friends, and then I had another friend. She got a bunch of her friends, and. My wife, Jennifer, was one of these other people that were in there. And so then we became friends through that by just talking. We had each other's screen names, so we started talking. And then um, I want to say maybe two years after that, we kind of reconnected. We lost touch, and then we reconnected in the same kind of way on Instant Messenger. We'd still never met face-to-face, but, you know, it's all those all those teen high school romance mm-hmm. you talk for two or three hours a night and you go, I, I think I like her. And yep. I wasn't sure she wasn't a 40 year old dude. So I had to figure <laughs> that part out. And, uh, we, we, we managed to, to meet up. We had some friends who were going to a movie together. So we went and met there. And so that's how we officially met. We went okay. to the movies, uh, here in Ashley park, uh, when we were, 15 i had i had just turned 15 so and then we dated all through high school and uh got engaged the weekend that uh, we graduated high school and were married about a year after that so we've been this year will be 12 years for us wow but i have forgotten that you were that young when you got married yes we have now reached the point we have been in a relationship whatever you want to call that for over 16 years Mm. so we're now at the point we've been together in a relationship longer than we were alive before so it's that so i would say you know when you think about the thing i think is interesting i don't remember fully what your question was but i know one of your questions is something about what's been the biggest blessing is we grew up together Oh, no, not there yet. That. Okay, I'll wait okay, for that question. We'll wait on that. We're so. not there yet, right? All, All right. right. No, not yet. We are we are very structured here. I don't want to jump into I mean, different. Don't don't oh, go there. No. You're ruining the whole podcast. That's yeah. right. There's a flow I mean, here that I've interrupted. So. I have to call foul. I apologize. <laughs> I know Ed likes to keep us on task. There's yeah. No one more orderly than me. Oh. Tell another story about a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we roll. Uh, I uh, met my wife in college. Um, All right. I was, in fact, when I, you want to talk about when I met her, when I met her, I was actually dating another girl. Uh oh. Uh, the girl that I had dated uh, in high school and then on into college. Um, so I met my wife at that point, you know. So, um, long story short, I won't throw that girl under the bus, but that relationship did not work out. It, it, <laughs> it, it crashed real hard. And not because of Helga. No, 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 no. Had nothing to do with her. Um, and so that happened. And then there's this, again, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but there's this crazy kind of moment that just all kind of fell into place. Some crazy stuff happened. And she, my wife gets stuck in, in town with nobody to, you know, no friends around. And she starts looking through this phone directory for the campus ministry that we were all a part of. And just, and I was the first name that she came to that was in town. And so she calls me up late that night and she goes, you busy? I'm, I'm bored. I just want to go hang out. And I'm like, okay. Cause you know, we really barely, well, we knew each other, but not very well. She was just like, you're the first person I thought of who's actually in town right now. Cause you know, college was on break. So anyway, I said, sure, let's hang out or whatever. And we wound up getting blizzards at uh, Dairy Queen. And we, and this, as the story goes, we sat and talked for probably about six hours straight. Got mm. ice cream drunk. 
Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> we were just and honestly, and, and, and in fact, when I got home, I, I went back home and I was I was staying with my parents at the time. And my mom's like, "Where you been this whole time?" I was like, "I'm sitting talking to this girl," and it felt like I was there 20 minutes. And mm. it was one of those things where we just was like, "Wow, we we just clicked." Mm-hmm. on a friend level just really enjoyed each other's company and from that day on we just like wanted to spend more and more time together so it was about a year later when we got engaged and then a year after that we got married and we've been married this december will have been 25 years that's awesome so all you. i heard from that story was that your wife helga is the inspiration for the ariana grande song break up with your girlfriend i'm bored that's all. That's all I heard from that's that. Exactly She's the original Ariana Grande. Break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. That's exactly how it worked. Let's Nathan. go. Let's yeah. go get Blizzard. No, that's the second verse of that. Song. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Write it up. Yeah. Uh, Becky and I met at church. We were both uh, attending. My brother-in-law was the pastor at the church she uh, grew up in, and uh, really the first time I remember noticing her was at a church picnic. And she was playing. She was playing basketball with the guys, and I was not aware at the time that she was an all-state basketball player. But I knew that she really could play basketball with the guys very well. And so I uh, decided I wanted to compete with her. <laughs> and she just tore destroyed me up. You. She destroyed me, yeah. embarrassed me, and I was upset about it. And I called her out on it, and she threw water in my face, and I was very attracted to that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we've been married 41 years. From there, we started dating the whole thing. and Been married 41, 41 years this coming May. Okay. So okay. 41, 25, and you said 12? 12. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's your span of time that we've got into this whole marriage thing. So let's talk about... This question, what's been the most fulfilling or rewarding thing that you've experienced or learned or whatever uh, in marriage for you? Uh, For me, and I said this in a message recently, and I've said it in other places because it hit me. uh, The biggest catalyst for my spiritual growth has been my marriage, bar none, not even close. Mm. Second would be parenting. Parenting and marriage have done more to catalyze what God wanted to do in me more than anything I've ever done in my life Um, to the point that I totally understand why some forms of Christianity call marriage a sacrament. A sacrament Mm -hmm. just means it's a point of contact, it's a point of grace between you and God. That has certainly been that to me. Uh, I love Becky and... I mean, we, we have a very loving relationship, but we're really committed to each other. In many ways, we aren't very compatible. I mean, <laughs> I am super, I, I get all my energy from being with people. She has to be alone. I'm very loud. She's not loud. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and we're just, we're not a lot the same, but we had common values. We had a common commitment. We were very committed to this. We, and, uh, the desire I had to love her and do it well caused me to look at myself mm-hmm. because there's only so much I could do of looking at her. You know, I knew she wasn't perfect. I never thought that. But you can only blame somebody that <laughs> you love so long without going, yeah. hey, that can't be true. I really, she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of this problem maybe all of this problem is mine. Hmm. And uh, 
once God helped me see, begin to see that in a lot of ways, uh, there were things, conversations that I could have about that. And the same was true about my kids. Once I could begin to see, hey, I really love these three young men, want to do good by them, um, I couldn't blame them. I mean, you know, you can't blame a 10-year-old for acting like a 10-year-old. That's what 10, it'd be like blaming a dog for acting like a dog. Mm -hmm. But a 30-year-old should not act like a 10-year-old. Yeah, right. <laughs> a 40-year-old should not still be acting like a 15-year-old. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, had moments where I would be that way. And so you, at some point right. you have to look at that and go, oh. What's up with that? Maybe this is me. Yeah. Maybe I have a problem. And mm -hmm. it has... I am a totally different person, in fact, to the point that I really don't think people that knew me, I don't think people that knew me when I was younger know me. Mm. I yeah. don't think I knew me mm -hmm. uh, the way I am, yeah. who I am intended to be. Hmm. So that's been the biggest blessing to me the big, and biggest shock, biggest surprise. I thought there'd be many things, great things come out of my marriage. I did not anticipate it would be the best spiritual growth tool God ever had for my mm -hmm. life. So there. Yeah, I could I could echo some of those same things. I was just trying to pick out one, you know, aspect of it. I think for me, um my wife has been and has shown me throughout our time together the definition of commitment and loyalty. Mm -hmm. Um not that she, she not that there aren't tons of other things that I've seen, but that that one thing, because it, it hit me not too long ago, um, cause, probably from talking to other people about struggles that they've had in marriage. One thing I have never, ever put two seconds worth of worry or thought into is whether or not she was 100% committed and, and devoted to me. Yeah, and she has never once given me a single hint that that wasn't true, and, and I and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. That is her personality, and people who are friends with her know that she is loyal to to you. Once once you you got my wife as a friend, you got her forever, and and she has been that to me in spades, and um, that I have realized over the years is a blessing, and similar to what you said, Ed, it has, it has inspired me to want to be that for her mm. in, in ways that I might not have thought about had I not seen it modeled by her. Um, and so I have throughout the years learned what, what it is that speaks that to her devotion and loyalty and commitment to her. Um, I have learned that language that what you know they call it the love languages mm -hmm. you know, what how how to speak those things to her because it's different for everybody and it's been a joy to me all throughout the years to figure out what what are the things that I can do and things that I should not do that would communicate to her that I'm not with her and so I steer away from those things and I and I lean into the ones that do and uh it's it's taught me it's taught me how to love her but it's also taught me how to love other people as well so that's grown me a yeah. tremendous amount, and it's a huge blessing that I've noticed. So, yeah, same stuff for me. I mean, I think it's all, I think it's all growth-related stuff. I think uh, this is what I was going to say earlier before I had to hold it back. So I'll say I think the blessing, uh, <laughs> I think the blessing Jennifer and I had um, is that we were so young. I mean, I, I did youth ministry here for ten years. I still help out with some stuff, but I'm not the primary person anymore. And so I would regularly have. Um, 
parents come and say, please tell my daughter, please tell my son that they are not going to marry the first girlfriend they ever had. And I said, well, I can tell them that because you're right. And likelihood's not. I said, but I did. So <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know what else to, I mean, so I can tell them that it won't happen for them like it happened for me, but it did happen for me that way. And uh, the benefit that Jennifer and I have is that we grew up together. I mean, we really did. Um, you know, I hear about a lot of people and I've counseled with a lot of people who, you know, those first years of marriage are so difficult because you're bringing in the way you've done things and the way you've seen things and they have a way of doing things and they have a way of seeing things. We were just so young when we first got married. I'm not saying we've never had trouble because we have had tons of trouble and that's been a big thing too is she has shown me tons of grace. Uh, and But I think the one benefit we have is we really, we really always have, similar to the point that Jason was making about commitment and loyalty, uh, I, have, I have never questioned, even, even when I was a teenager, I, never, I have never once really questioned whether she was all in for me and that I was all in for her. And for me as a personality type, now with all the things I know of the Enneagram and such, as that's your Enneagram mentioned for this, mm-hmm. I, I can see how when I read about threes as I'm a three and the kind of pitfalls that they fall into. I have been saved from a lot of pretty big pitfalls because I was so committed to Jennifer that I wouldn't allow myself to go there. I mean, for a long period of time, I mean, most of my life, I was convinced I was going to somehow go into the entertainment industry. That was a big part. I was going to go either into the music industry or the film industry. Um, And I could see how, whether I ever became successful or not, I would still probably at this age be going hard at that kind of thing, trying to make a name for myself, make myself a certain way. But I was so committed. I remember at one point we, cause you know, you're 15 and you talk about things. And I said, we'll go on tour and you can like sell the merchandise for the band and we'll go do this. <laughs> and I remember, and my wife recently reminded me that when we were like 18, we were getting ready. I, she knew I was going to ask her to marry me. She said, did you think that was a real thing that was going to happen? I'm not going to go on tour. You're not going on tour. I don't want to be a groupie, Nathan. Yeah, I'm not going to be your groupie. What do you think this is? And I remember I very much at that point was like, okay, I guess that thing's not going to happen for me. Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I legitimately <laughs> no, thought I did, I this did is going to be a thing. Okay. And I was like, so we're not going to like then move to L.A. and I'm going to try and make it as a director. And she goes, no, I don't want any of that. And so like I had these moments where – I was able to choose the relationship over my own desires at a pretty young age. And I can see how there were lots of things in my life that could have gone worse than they did if I was not in this kind of relationship. And then now as, as an adult, still regularly there are things I look at and I go, oh man, I could see, I could still be going after this thing. I could still be doing this thing. But the relationship with her, and as you talk about uh, in in the very first message in this series, that you're choosing die over my, that those decisions have had to be made for for me over and over again at ages that that I, I, I probably wouldn't have made those decisions had I not been in a relationship. And so... Uh, you know, I know everyone gets freaked out. I remember, you know, because we were 18 when we got engaged and people saying, don't get married because you're mm-hmm. going to get, you know, you get married young. It's all going to, it's all going to mess up. Everyone who gets married young, which we, if you actually look at the research, that's not it's actually not true. true. Yeah. Um, well, I, I try to always say to people, you know, I was, that whole thing about either getting married young or 
You know, you need to wait because first marriages, first marriages by and large, whatever age, they, they tend to last they at a last. really high. It's one of the, it's one how you can use stats. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is statistically true that 50% of marriages end in divorce, but that's because second and third marriages fail at right. such a high rate. Yeah. yeah, once you get divorced, the likelihood you'll have another divorce yeah. is high. So the, the overall percentage gets yeah, changed. Yeah, it gets drugged down. But when you just take and say, how many first marriages fail? It's not, it's not close to 50%. They right. succeed. And age is not as much a factor as no. people want to, to make true. it to be. True. So, I've said to many young couples, I remember to mm-hmm. the very first couple married in this building, and they're still married. This building's now 20 years old. They got married right after. I said, because they were talking about it, she graduated in January. They got married soon after. And I said, you know, they were like, oh, we're not going to have much. I said, as long as you're okay. And I said this to you and Jennifer. I said, if you're okay not having what other 19-year-olds have, yep. but you have each other, mm-hmm. yes. you can make it. Well, if and- you If you don't want to be able to go around and do all the stuff that other 19-year-olds do, but you get to do things with each other, Yeah, you'll be fine. Well, isn't it y'all's experience? I mean, all of us, relative to our current culture, got married young. I mean, to the way current things happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. did not have a lot of money when, when we got married. Nope. I look back on those first couple years, even with all the – because I know the first years are really hard for a lot of people, but even with all the bickering and those kind of things that go on, don't you look back and go – there was something really special about those times. Like for us, because we were in college, we, was, we got married in our second year of college, and we were able to – I remember once every like – had to be every six weeks we could go out and get a Dairy Queen blizzard because the Dairy Queen across uh, from campus right there on Maple Street. Is that where you had your first date? On the one on Maple That's Street? That's the one, buddy. There you go, right there. The one on Maple That's Street. And I went to college over at West Georgia as well. And uh, so they would have like a 15% off like every for students and we would go. And I remember being like, those were such nice times we'd skip class and it was like, oh, we could, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember those times of not having a lot as being very special yep. and building mm-hmm. i do too so that um so that leads to my next question um and i'll just sort of this will be our last little run of topics um so we talked about the things that were fulfilling rewarding that you learned what what were the biggest challenges that you've experienced so far and um how did you face them overcome them uh, what was it that helped you through those i you know i can go first you I, go first on this one. yeah um I was going to say um, part of, and it's, it's, a, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Um, like you were saying, Nathan, is when you get married that young, um, I have now, looking back on it after these several decades, um, we are not the same person yeah. that we were when we met, and when we dated, and when we got married. I am way different than I was then. She is way, and we've talked about this. She's way different. And we both look at each other and go, you know, um, that could have, and it has been sometimes because we're, we're, we're changing and we're growing throughout these decades and we're having to constantly make adjustments because you're, and, and we've even had, you know, conflict about this sometimes of why don't you, because you used to, or yeah. why do you think that way? And you used, cause man, I have, I have changed. I hope I'm growing. I hope I'm better. I have changed so much from that kid. Cause this is an interesting little fact. Ed, Ed can attest to this. 
the week I got married was the week I came to work for this church. Yep. That was the week I got hired. So we got married, and then we went on you our were honeymoon. A quote unquote, sort of intern working. Yeah, maybe it was my job. internship. You were doing an internship. Yeah. You might get a job out. That's there. right. So I got married on one weekend. We went on our honeymoon. We came home, and I was day one at Community Christian was that next Sunday. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway, but I, I was such, I had such, spiritually I was one way. I had an idea of how God and church and my, my spiritual life and how marriage ought to work. I had a whole set of ideas that I was sure was right. And it's amazing to me, sitting where I am today, how much that dude was wrong. <laughs> and, and I would say that to him if he were sitting here today. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mm-hmm. got to rethink that, dude. But my, my original point is... So I have changed so much, but we have had to learn to change together. And the and I was so to the question of what has really helped us is somebody said this to me, and it's 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 back to what you were saying in the series. We got to make these choices. I've got to die over myself, and I've got to choose the relationship over myself. Um, the way somebody put it to me early on in our marriage was, "Look, your marriage is not a contract." It's a covenant you've mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. And that, that phrase stuck with me um, for years. It still is. I can still remember it. You know, a contract is, well, I will if you will. Or I'll do this part, but you got to come and do your part or else yeah. this ain't going to work. And I've watched a lot of marriages that are still based on that contract mm-hmm. way of thinking, and they almost always bust up. But a covenant says, I will no matter what. That's right. No matter what you do, no matter how you change or grow or, you know, it's that whole better or worse thing, I'm committed to you. That's what a covenant is, and we've we've approached it that way from day one. I think we said early on, you know, we're never going to say the word divorce. We're just committed to that. We're not going to say it. We're going to, you know, and I'm not saying that people who have been divorced are less than. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. For us, that was a that was a covenant we made with one another. It has it has held true for us. It, we've been blessed. It's been a grace of God that it has helped us through um, through all of those changes. So I would say that's been the challenge for us. You know, so yeah, I would say mine's very similar. It, I mean, it'll have different specifics around it, but it's all about. You know, I'm. <laughs> I have, there aren't many relationships that I've ever been in that I wasn't the biggest challenge in the relationship (laughs) that uh, maybe not so much these days, but, you know, certainly it's been true most of my life. And when Becky and I got married, I had, I mean, when that basketball game I talked about at that point, I I maybe not remembering the dates completely right, but I had not been, I hadn't been a Christian 90 days at that point. And, you know, I was, Everything was new to me, and I was trying to, I mean, she'd been a Christian all her life. Becky, by nature, wants to do things right. <laughs> she tries to do things right. I, by nature, try to get to the goal that you want, but in my own way. <laughs> Not necessarily right. I just want to get there. And so, you know, we've had to change and adapt and all of that, and that's a part of the spiritual growth that's had to happen through the years. But that covenant kind of idea certainly has been what's carrying us through. The, the challenge has been just the willingness to just to continue to work. And even, to, mm-hmm. I mean, even these days, there are moments where you just, you know, 
you still just have to work. There doesn't come in, there hasn't been any moment yet for me in 41 years where there's not times where there's times I just have to go, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work a little bit there. There's mm-hmm. still a little work that's got to be done there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. that's been the biggest challenge is I think there's an idea that people have that it, it ought to be the one. In fact, I can just think about a, a guy that just quit something that I know was really good for him. And he said, it shouldn't be something I feel like I have to do. <laughs> and there are many things in marriage that I feel like I just have to do, yeah. yes. particularly things that are good for me. Mm-hmm. They really are things that I just, I just have to do them. And on the other side of it, I, you know, it's maybe a little hard to muscle up and do them on the front end. On the back side, I'm really glad I did them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's been the biggest challenge. Yeah. Yeah, I think there, I mean, I don't know that there's been one challenge. I do think the the beauty of the series that we're in is this idea of um, multiple choices you have to make, and you're having to make them over and over again. Certainly die over my, I mean, I already talked a little bit about that. That's that, that's a big one for me. This us over me, I know, is one of them. Um, I can't remember what they all are, but all of this, the, so the, the challenges have, have evolved. I mean, um, I, I've talked about this before, but in the within the first year, maybe, Maybe a year and a half of our marriage, it, it came out in that uh, that I had a pornography addiction, which was very difficult uh, in our marriage. I mean, just catastrophic. And you know, we when I talk about her being so committed and so loyal to me, I remember because of my nature. I remember when I got caught in that. I remember thinking, "Oh, this is it! Like she's going to walk out. She's going to be done." Um, and she remembers the story as, I don't know why you think that because that was never even an option. That wasn't even an option for me. Um, but it was certainly very devastating, very difficult for us to deal with. So I learned a lot about grace in that. Um, but then also, you know, later on in the marriage, um, you know, she she had s- some pretty severe anxiety issues that were very difficult for us to deal with. Um, I felt very ill-equipped. I... I, I didn't even know what to do uh, some days. And so becoming people who had to be more open to God and God leading us through that, leaning on God and realizing there was nothing we could do to make it. You know, when you talk about it being work, it's work. But knowing that there was no amount of work I was going to do that was going to accomplish it. Like, I, you know, as Dallas Willard always says, grace is uh, opposed to earning, but it's not, not opposed to effort. Mm-hmm. That I have to put my effort in, but knowing God's going to make it happen if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that was very difficult. And then, um, you know, over and over again, we're, we're, we were, we've been foster parents. We now have adopted children, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges that come with that. And it puts a lot of stress on your marriage. Um, with with one another, and you have to make sure that you know that ultimately our worth and our meaning comes from God, and that's one of the choices you make towards the end of this. Uh, it's the the message that I, I'm preaching. I think when this airs, probably next Sunday, um, which is you have to choose holy over happy. That I'm not always going to be happy, um, but you know, and I and I want to say this part because I, I say this in the message, but I think it's huge. God's also not opposed to your happiness. No, because sometimes right. there's this form of Christianity which is like God doesn't even care if you're happy. What it is is that God knows holiness will make you happy. There you go. That over and over again, um, and we also have this thing of like, um, there's happy. And the Bible doesn't talk about happy. The Bible talks about joy. The Bible also does talk about happy. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, there's mul- multiple psalms that say, "Happy are the man whose ways are blameless." And who this? It's you're that's not the necessarily whole beatitudes. That's happy. yeah, that's yes, exactly happy. right. 
it doesn't happen in the moment. That happiness, what you, what most of us think happiness is, is pleasure. Yeah. That this is pleasurable for me. And so we chase pleasure. Pleasure doesn't lead to happiness, meaning and worth and value. And what Christians would refer to as holiness, which is my whole life is my meaning in life is dedicated to Christ and his, that when that's my ultimate goal, um, it may not be happy in the moment, but when we both are fully invested in my worth, my meaning comes from Christ. Therefore, and we just had this conversation today, you don't owe me anything. That I'm, what love ultimately means is I don't want anything from you. Right. I only want something for you. And so I'm not expecting you to give me anything. doesn't mean that we don't have standards and those kind of things. I don't mean that. What I mean is, though, I'm not holding over your head the things that you should be doing for me or giving to me that you're not. But I do constantly look at myself and say, I owe you everything. I owe you honor and love and commitment and loyalty and all those things. And so I think those are, when you talk about the things that have helped, Mm -hmm. really, I don't think I ever would have put them into these words ever. Uh, But these four, four choices, right? We're doing four, we do four weeks on this. These four choices, I have learned these things over marriage and I'm still learning how to do them. But I, I, not just to plug our series, I really do think these four things have been the most helpful things to me Hmm. in understanding it's not about me, uh, that it ultimately is about our marriage being, being a part of God's story, that God is telling a story about love and commitment. And I get to be a part of that. And it's not always happy, but it is always better. Yes. You know, the interesting thing to me, and then I, I know we're going to be done, is I've known Jason and Helga every day of their married life because he started to work here right after he mm-hmm. got married. I've known you and Jennifer, obviously, every day of your married life. And I know that there are challenges that are the kind of challenges that I have watched blow other marriages out of the water. Yeah. I, Becky and I have suffered some of those yes. kind of same kind of challenges Yet when you talked about challenges, not that e- any of us would be would hide from any of those things. Like, for instance, I know, which would be a huge challenge, people say, what's the big challenge? Jason Helga, their very first child, died a week before they were expected to give birth to him. And most people would go, the biggest challenge we ever have is the death of a child. Yep. But I know the pornography thing. Mm-hmm. Becky and I have dealt with addiction stuff. We've dealt with... You know, we handled money really well for a while, and then when we started this church, I thought, you know, I'll just go outside of God's bounds for a little bit, and I'll borrow personal money to start this church, and it took me forever, and it cost my family a lot of stress and time and worry on my part to put myself in debt and, uh, you know, things that blow up, all the things that blow up marriage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you get a little too connected with somebody, you know, all of the things, all the things, yeah. all the things. Yeah. All mm-hmm. the things. But those were not the things because when you have the when you're making the other choices, those really are the big choices. And yeah. if you make them, they do lead to other things. If you pursue, like you said, if we pursue pleasure, we think that's happiness. Pursuing pleasure almost always leads to pain on the backside. Yes. You can pursue pleasure in a blizzard, and if you eat too many, you eventually wind that's up right. with diabetes or you die early <laughs> or heart attack. Because I mean, yeah. I've had those weight issues too. Because I have yeah. pursued pleasure in drugs and, and all all the stuff. I. In, in those kind of ways. Or you can pursue what isn't pleasurable in the moment to deny yourself. Mm-hmm. And then when you're older, your health's better. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and you are And happier. that leads to being happy. I say you are happier because you're at a place where you're able to do the things that matter most to you. Yeah, which is what you really wanted. It is what you really wanted. But in the moment, 
pleasure caused to us, but we have to do some things in the moment that feel hard, but they ultimately lead to happiness and joy. Well, and I want to I just say one thing. I have been so blessed in my life and in my marriage because of being in relationship, obviously, with my, my parents, but having a lot of older Christians who have built into us from a young age. And I, and I think this for a lot of the younger people, younger married people in our congregation. We don't use this word a lot, but the benefit of orthodoxy, that there is a correct way that the church has practiced doing things over and over again. The benefit of that is you get to learn from other people's wisdom that you don't have to... There's this idea of like young people can't be wise because they haven't gone through those experiences. You can't... Because wisdom is just applied knowledge. Yep. I don't have to gain the knowledge by messing it up. I have... Obviously, I have shared... I've messed up a lot of things in my life, but I can look back and see I have not blown up things that a lot of people in my friend group, my age group have because... And I, this is not to pat myself on the back. This is to say... I was able to listen to the wisdom of other people and to say, I don't have to learn uh, from my own mistakes always. I will learn from my own mistakes. But other people have done things and figured out ways of doing things. And your marriage is not so unique. You cannot learn from other people's marriages. Mm -hmm. And you can't take these practices and these choices and say, uh, you know what, I'm going to apply this even if it doesn't feel pleasurable in the moment. We so badly get into this place where we go, but we're different. It'll be different for us. It won't be that same way. It 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 won't, it will be different, or it won't be no, different for right. you. You got to say the opposite. You yeah. look at those people and you go, I'm not different. Right. And if yes. I don't watch myself, I will be right where they are. Yes. We've, we've done that many times. Not that we look down on somebody, no. but we see somebody else's struggle that's a unique struggle that we have haven't seen and to be not so naive to say that but for the grace of God go I that yeah. could right. be me and we've had this com my wife and I've had that conversation we've seen a couple go through a struggle and we've said okay when that comes for us yes what will we do and it has been a great benefit to our yes. marriage well like Becky and I always have had and <laughs> don't have I, I still have some of these people that were older than us that we looked at and go I want what they have Yes. And I mean relationally. I, and yeah. so what is it they're doing? And I've said to many young people, if you, particularly with small groups in our church and that, if you're looking for friendships, you should probably be in a group of people that are all your age. But just realize you are pooling your ignorance. Yep. Yes. Don't ask them for advice because they don't know nothing you don't know. Yep. They are as dumb as you are. Yes. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you want to learn how to get through the next 20 years, go find somebody 20 years ahead of you, you and begin to do what they would tell you is wisdom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Find out if they are where you want to be in 20 years and listen to them. Yep. All right. So uh, if you have any other questions about this topic, send them to us, and maybe we'll fit them into a future podcast, or maybe we just said it all, and you don't have any other questions. <laughs> I doubt that's true, but if so, send us about questions about marriage, send us questions about whatever it is that you're wondering about. We'll try to get to them in the next coming weeks. I don't know what next week holds, because I haven't gotten any at this moment, so it'll be a surprise. We trust you're going to have something. We trust you're going to send us something great. All right. So until then, see y'all next week. Bye-bye.